Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, or rainy Tuesday, I guess. We needed it on uh, November 15th. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we had not mentioned much about it, Jeff, but you know up in Virginia, uh, the tragedy that took place recently. And one of the young men who survived the shooting is from Baton Rouge, played at U-High, Mike Hollins, who was a fine tailback for U-High back in the day. I think he's a junior on the team. He's a 5'10", 195-pound tailback, running back for Virginia. And uh, hopefully he comes through everything they're talking about. He should uh, fully recover and all. But uh, he lost three of his teammates. Uh, and the shooter, a former player, just amazing, just amazing. In the meantime, uh, Monday Night Football, I guess the 72 Dolphins are breaking out the champagne this morning, <laughs> or maybe they did it last night, or who, who are surviving or survives. Uh, anyway, uh, Washington beat the Philadelphia Eagles last night. And, and Predicted they, by nobody. That, thank you. And, uh, but I've got some uh, little trivia about that uh, and uh, some other information here uh, with regards to that uh, that Washington win last night uh, with regards to teams that were undefeated uh, this course during the season. Anyway, uh, of course, again, you know, you turn the ball over four times, uh, you're going to get beat eventually. And uh, that's pretty much what happened last night as the Eagles got behind, uh, started off fine, got behind, and uh, just had to play catch up. And uh, right now, um, as I mentioned, the Miami Dolphins, the 72 team, drank a little toast. Uh, They've been doing that lately as teams uh, make a nice run, uh, win a few games. Uh, but here's the fun fact I'm talking about. The last two teams to start at least 8-0 were the 2020 uh, uh, Steelers, 11-0, and and the 2022 Eagles uh, also they were 8-0 and and both saw their perfect seasons in in a Monday night home game against Washington. Amazing. So, uh Anyway, uh, I, think I, I heard uh, that Washington had stopped some of those eight no plus eight and more uh-huh. plus uh, maybe four times in the last uh, 20 years or so. Yeah, well, they just mentioned this one. But another fact in the game, Washington dominated the time of possession. They had the ball for almost 40 minutes during the game, if not at 40 minutes. Well, the Eagles only had 20 minutes. It's surprising in that short of a period of time they able to put up 21 points. Uh, basically, the Commanders lost that fumble on the opening drive, but it was the Eagles who ultimately gave away the game with four turnovers. And uh, the NFL East, even though both of those teams are in the NFL East, the NFL East record right now is 26-11, and 11, with the Commanders being 5-5, five and five, and everybody else, of course, the Eagles now are 8-1, and one, the Giants 7-2, and two, and the Cowboys 6-3. and three. Uh, I mean, who would have thought the Giants would be 7-2 and two at this time during the course of the year uh, with the half the season over right now and still have a lot of football left to play. Of course, the Saints, in the meantime, uh, you're wondering uh, where they're going to end up. Uh, they've got a lot of work to do. Hopefully, they can get back some of their injured players, but uh, it doesn't look um, too worthy that's going to take place right now. So, uh don't know if Dennis Allen's made a call on what he's going to do with regards to quarterback. He, he opened up the idea that uh, there could be a change. He didn't rule it out, at least during his press conference yesterday. Yeah, and that's and like we mentioned and you mentioned yesterday, a cooling-off period 
and trying to think things through and uh, seeing what he wants to do but between Dalton and uh, Winston. So uh, still have a few days to think that through and uh, see what he's going to do in that regard. Here, here's the quote. Okay. Uh, says, I think we've got to look at everything. Yeah, I think we've got to look at everything, and that will be a process we go through today and tomorrow as we get ready for the Rams. He says, I feel like I think we probably have to visit with him a little bit, talking about Jameis Winston uh, in terms of that, or visit with the medical staff in terms of that, and I didn't think it was a medical issue at all at this point. And I think Jameis said this the other day, I don't know that he's ever going to be 100% healthy this season, but he's in here every day. He's in here every morning working with the trainers, getting himself ready, and I feel like he's closer to being there. So now they make it seem as though he's been a, a bit of limited because of injury still when we really had the impression going back to maybe three games that Andy Dalton was the starter, health or otherwise. Not only that, but remember uh, during some of those earlier games after his injury, he was the emergency quarterback yeah. in case they needed him to play. So uh, I'm just wondering uh, what's taking place and uh, just that maybe uh, Dennis Allen thinks that, uh, of course, uh, Dalton, other than the last uh, couple games, he did produce. He the, the Saints were scoring. Of course, the defense was giving up a lot of points in the meantime, uh, the game that I recall best was the Saints ended up beating Seattle 39-32, and uh, the uh, uh, outcome of that game uh, looked like changed Seattle. Uh, I mean, Se- uh, Seattle took off with uh, with Smith as their quarterback. Uh, in the meantime, I think they were beaten uh, recently, but uh, they played pretty well. So, um, And with the loss of uh, the commanders handing the Eagles uh, – but, um, I, I, you know, Washington is back in the playoff picture at 5-5, five and five, considering where the uh, NFC South is with, I think, uh, the Tampa Bay at, what, 5-5 five and five right now, uh, the Saints uh, uh, at 3-7, and seven. Carolina, I think, is either at 2-7 and uh, seven or 2-8. and eight. Uh, It's, uh, and it, you know what, and still, I don't think anybody's got a real commanding lead on the, uh, uh, on, on the, uh, the division in that regard because uh when you look at these teams uh uh tampa bay's five and five atlanta's four and six uh, carolina is three and seven the saints are three and seven uh and uh basically carolina's three points have scored three points more than their uh defense has given up uh atlanta's given up 18 more on defense than they've scored uh carolina's given up uh, 39 more than what they've scored and the saints have given up uh 25 more than what they've scored so uh, it's anybody's division still somebody get on a little winning streak and play well of course the saints this sunday take on the rams and i'm not so sure stafford's going to be eligible or cooper cup it looks like he's going to be out possibly three or four weeks with uh, an injury so uh uh, and as you, I know you know as well as I do, the Rams aren't scoring, especially with a backup quarterback, uh, as they went down to, to defeat this past weekend. And uh, the Saints have an excellent opportunity to get back in this game. And believe it or not, they're favored by three and a half points. It's gone up a half a point since yesterday. And uh, as I mentioned, the Rams are only averaging 16 points a game. The Saints 22 uh, the Rams, a little over 300 yards of offense. The Saints at 370. Uh, the Rams uh, throw for 239. The Saints, 252. Uh, the Rams rush for 68 yards. The Saints, 421. 
Elsewhere, a third down conversion. The Rams are at 41%. The Saints at 40. Uh, fourth down conversion. The Rams at 78. The Saints at 43. Time of possession. Uh, the Rams at 30. And the Saints at 29. And uh, meantime, uh, the Rams defense gives up 22 a game. The Saints 25. Uh, total yards, the Rams give up 311, the Saints 326. Passing yards, the uh, Rams give up 215, the Saints 196. Rushing yards, the uh, Rams give up uh, 96, the Saints give up 131. So uh, pretty much the stats for that game right now. And uh, we'll see what beholds the Saints uh, uh, elsewhere. Um, meanwhile, uh, the Bears uh, journey to Atlanta, Jeff, this weekend. They'll take on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta's a three-point pick, and uh, Justin Fields keep his uh, running shoes on over in uh, Atlanta this weekend. That'll be interesting to see. Um, not sure how uh, uh, Atlanta, again, like what are they, uh, I believe, four and six. Yeah. And uh, Bears, three and seven, ma- match with up with the Saints as they're going to play in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. He'll be on Fox. Of course, the Saints will be, too. I'm curious to see who the Saints announcers might be for this coming game. Um, but uh, a lot going on uh, right now in the NFL. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the NFL going to do similarities or is it Major League Baseball with the lottery? I'm trying to recall. I remember seeing somewhere so teams no, don't we, tank. We, yeah, we talked about uh, Major League Baseball doing a draft lottery. Yeah, so teams don't tank. Uh, I'm not so sure it might come into the football world later on in the year, too. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Elsewhere, um, uh, a little Major League Baseball news. A couple, uh, of course, they'll be announcing all the re- uh, awards right now during the course of the season. And uh, the rookie of the year in the American League was Julio Rodriguez. Of course, uh, he was the young man that won the home run hitting contest at the All-Star Game, placed for Seattle. And uh, well-deserved, too. He's a future star. And I think he ended up signing. Uh, they extended him, I think, this year. Uh, like 10 years and just a gobs of money. I can't remember how much it was. Go but, figure uh, out rookie of the year named Rodriguez in Seattle. Yeah. And they have two others. That's, I don't know if right. Alex Rodriguez. Oh, I'm uh, sure he was. was. rookie of the year. And then uh, Tino. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, in the National League, it was Michael Harris, the second for the Braves. He bet out his teammate, Spencer Strider, for the Rookie of the Year award. And when you look at that and just see it, you, you, go, you shake your head and go, wow, that's amazing uh, what's taking place. Uh, the Braves, of course, were the defending National, uh, America, I mean, the National League champ and the World Series champ. And uh, they get beat uh, early by the Phillies. And they go down, and, uh, of course, uh, the outcome of the World Series this year with the Astros winning it. I saw where recently they cleaned house, too, Jeff, with regards to their management. They fired their general manager. and a few, well, I, I don't know if they fired him, but they uh, he's no did longer not come to terms. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was mutual. Uh, anyway, you think that uh, this guy had led the uh, Astros to uh, a World Series title, and the Astros, correct me if I'm wrong, have been in the World Series four times in the last six years. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, with the stain of the 17th season, with uh, they uh, not uh, they winning it, but uh, a yeah, questionable uh, way they did it. So uh, you also saw where the Cubs released uh, uh, Jason Hayward. Which was um, something that was well-known. Uh, I'd say mid-September they made it clear that this would be Jason Hayward's last season. Uh, 
Not sure if he plans on looking for another team, but uh, wish him the best of luck. He's such a class act. Um, he is. He is. And uh, But uh, um, did he even hit 200 this year? He didn't have many opportunities. He was on the shelf for much of the season. Okay. Well, he's a 33-year-old uh, right fielder. Had one season left on his $184 million eight-year contract he signed in 2016. He had hit 245 with 62 home runs over the seven years with the Cubs. And, uh, of course, Haywood famously rallied teammates with an inspirational pep talk during the rain delay before Game 7 in 2016. Not before, yeah. but during that rain delay, which was in the ninth inning. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Here we are. Here we are. He hit uh, 204 this year with one home run, 10 RBIs, and 137 at-bats. And he was bothered by a right knee inflammation, did not play after June 24th. So, uh you were correct in uh, saying that uh, he didn't uh, have an opportunity to, to uh, uh, help the, his uh, Braves team win. Uh, anyway, I was just—I know I saw that somewhere with the with the Astros. Uh, yeah, here you go. Uh, yeah, he declined a one-year offer basically, and uh, the uh, Astros uh, announced Friday they will not enter into a renewal for the 2023 season with General Manager James Click. A bizarre conclusion to a three-year run that uh, culminated with the championship and somehow ended in divorce. Uh, Click and manager Dusty Baker uh, saw that uh, all taking place. So, uh, in the meantime, Astros, um, the, the, the core of their team, though, Jeff, is, uh, I think, one of the best in baseball, if not the best right now. And, Apparently, uh, they're eyeing um, Anthony Rizzo for first they? base. Yeah, they what was a big kid. I heard a couple of rumors about yeah. that. Uh, what was the big kid that was playing for uh, the Astros? It, uh, Alvarez was out in the outfield, but they had another big kid playing first base, and his name escapes me right now. But, uh, you know, they, they get rid of uh, their shortstop, their fine shortstop, Carrillo, and they bring in Pena, who, was, who uh, I'm surprised he didn't win Rookie of the Year. What of uh, playoffs series he had for the Astros, uh, even in the world. Was he, uh, wasn't he named the World Series MVP, uh, Pena, for the Astros yes. uh, with a winning it? And uh, just a culmination of a fine year and a fine shortstop uh, uh, for the Astros. So uh, elsewhere, a little basketball news. Uh, a lot of basketball going on right now. People are not paying attention because, you know, we're in football season. Well, but People here aren't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll follow it a little bit uh, in the meantime. Anyway, uh, you know, you always think of Texas as a big football school, and uh, you don't realize, but uh, TCU is the number four ranked team in the country right now, and uh, they got past Texas and Austin this weekend. But believe it or not, in the uh, early preseason uh, polls, uh, Texas has not only one, not three or four, they have six teams in the top 25 in the country. And, of course, Houston leads that list at number three. Baylor's number five. They won a national championship a couple of years ago with the Louisiana native being the MVP of the tournament who played at uh, Riverside. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Texas at number 11. TCU again, uh, the Horned Frogs at 15. Texas Tech at 23. And A&M at uh, 24. Uh, so uh, college basketball in the state of Texas is uh, – coming uh, along really well in that regard. In the meantime, I want to remind folks we'll have Terry Martin on at our third, I should say our fourth period, as uh, he'll talk a little about about his uh, Tigers heading to St. James to take on the Wildcats in a big uh, ball game, uh, second round of the playoffs. 
in the non-select. So hopefully uh, we'll have Coach Martin on the line. He'll tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on with these Tigers right now. And Westgate, in the meantime, will be heading to uh, play Slidell uh, to uh, take on uh, another set of Tigers in uh, the second round of the playoffs. They're the only two local teams. Uh, that, Iberia teams. Yeah, that we stay in touch with. And uh, uh, elsewhere, um, it'll be interesting. And you know, uh, We talked a little bit about it last night on the CHS Coaches Show with, uh, with Coach uh, uh, Scott Watney about that. We'll do a little bit of that playoff talk next week besides having maybe some other coaches on the line with basketball kicking off along with soccer so uh, a lot going on right now in uh, um, sports so uh, Jeff I don't know maybe uh, if you have anything right now maybe you take our first break well, you can do that anyway you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 1240 we'll be back with more right after this is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Carter Tavern Monthly Bingo back this Thursday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot. Six others win a bar tab. Carter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day every day other than during bans and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, November the 15th. And uh, reports coming out of Los Angeles with regards to Cooper Cup. Uh, He suffered a a high right ankle sprain. And uh, those type of sprains, you just don't know uh, the recovery period uh, 
anyway, and they lost to the Cardinals. Meanwhile, there was a no immediate word on how much time the star receiver will miss, but uh, Rams coach uh, Sean McVay uh, said the injury didn't look good and didn't sound good either. A uh, cup left uh, Rams week uh, 10 loss uh, to the in the fourth quarter after injuring the ankle while attempting to catch a pass from backup quarterback John Wolford. Cup appeared to grab his right ankle after the play and was helped to the bench by the team's medical staff. Entering the game, Cup had counted for, you ready, almost 36% of the Rams' catches this season, which is the highest mark by any player in the league. The receiver finished the game with uh, three catches for a career worst, minus one yard. Cup entered the game with 72 receptions for a pace of 153 over a 17-game season. Of course, the NFL records held by our own uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, Michael Thomas at 149 during the 2019 season. Of course, uh, since then, uh, I don't know if Michael Cup has played in a dozen games for the Saints since the 2019 season. Michael and Thomas? Thomas, I mean, excuse me, uh, in that regard. And uh, Funny thing, I, I, I don't know the context of which Michael Thomas was talking about Josh Allen and how the Bills properly took his injury – and he played, though. Josh Allen played with his injury. Michael Thomas is not playing with his injury. But he uh, sent kudos to Buffalo on how they handled uh, Josh Allen's injury situation. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he did do that. And uh, anyway, uh, and I saw that uh, somewhere. But, uh, you know, with Josh Allen, uh, you saw him late in the game. I mean, he was taking the ball under his arm and hustling down the field, uh, running over a linebacker for the Vikings uh, late in the game as they were trying to get down the field to score to possibly win the game. And uh, Coach Sean McDermott said that quarterback Josh Allen came out of the team uh, 33-30 overtime loss to the Vikings in good spot, but with his right elbow injury and that uh, the team will see where he goes when he comes to participation in practice this week. Of course, uh, Allen and McDermott said after the game uh, he was not impacted by the injury to the ulnar collateral ligament his right elbow that kept him out of the first two days of practice and limited on friday uh in the meantime uh we're just one day at a time and uh, the quarterback was also on the ground for several seconds after throwing his first of two interceptions against the vikings in the fourth quarter in overtime mcdermott said allen was frustrated over the pick and was landed on when he was trying to tackle patrick peterson former tiger uh, but was okay. McDonough, McDermott rather said uh, Allen needed a second to gather himself there. Uh, in that game, he was 29 out of 43 for 330 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. He ran for another 84 yards on six carries, made multiple miscues in the second half and in the overtime loss, including fumbling the football. That was pretty much the game right there, botch snap with the center, Mitch Morris, and the end of the fourth quarter when the Bills needed just to run out the clock. Uh, boy, just a tough play for the uh, Bills right there. The ball was on uh, basically the one-foot line. Uh, and uh, they are uh, just trying to um, get out of the end zone. And uh, Dorsey said uh, the play calling was largely not limited to Allen's injury, and he was able to make the necessary throws. The only plays that were taken out of the plan were those uh, he, where he wasn't comfortable with because of the lack of uh, rep or concepts he didn't feel great about in general so uh the bills defense was without multiple starters uh, a loss to the vikings including safety uh jordan poyer greg russo and it showed when cornerback uh 
Tredavious White, a former Tiger, had been a healthy scratch for the last two games after rejoining the 53-man roster. He recovers from a torn ACL suffered last Thanksgiving and has not been once listed on the injury report. So uh, the Bills, you know, earlier in the year, uh, uh, we thought maybe they were just going to blow by everybody after what they did to the Rams and a couple other teams early in the year, but they came back down to earth. I think when the Dolphins beat them down in Miami for the fourth week of the year, and since then, uh, they've had their issues with uh, regards to losing some games. But I'm sure they're still one of the favorites. They're only a game back of the Dolphins. Yeah, that's amazing, too, that who would have thought the Dolphins would have been in first place in the NFC uh, uh, East. So um, Yeah, the AFC East as a whole is playing good. Uh, Patriots yeah. at 5-4 and four are in last place, uh, similar to the NFC East where – yeah, you talked about the Commanders at 5-5. Five and five. They're right now on the outside looking in uh, as far as a playoff uh, situation, but only a game back of the 49ers. So you got uh, four teams in the AFC East and four teams in the NFC East that uh, are in playoff contention. Yeah, you're right. And who would have thought the Vikings would have been 8-1 and one and the Packers 4-6 and six for that matter? Uh, uh, but Seattle... I find it hard Seattle's even ahead of San Francisco, you know, out in the NFC West, uh, uh, along with the Rams at 3-6 and six in last place, uh, the defending Super Bowl champs. So uh, football this year, you know, the NFL always wanted parity. Well, they've got it now. I, I, I just – one team that just gets on a hot streak, uh, plays with some confidence, winning some games, close games. And uh, as last year, the Raiders were 7-2 and two in one-score games. This year, they're 0-6. Just shows you how quickly that turns around. And, uh, you know, last year the Saints lost a few games because they didn't have a good uh, kicker uh, to win a few games. And uh, this year uh, they have their kicker back. But just uh, And they came into the year thinking their defense would help them early in the year. And it's been quite the opposite as the defense – had a lot of young men go down. Uh, another linebacker went down with uh, the Ohio State product run went down. Uh, who else? Uh, cornerbacks, Lattimore, uh, safeties. So um, the Saints are struggling right now. And uh, we'll see how um, that takes place as the Saints uh, now have, uh, what, ten games, uh, seven games left, excuse me, and the Rams heading to town uh, this Sunday for a noon kickoff. And the Saints do play uh, a, a couple other, I want to say, uh, other than uh, uh, 12 o'clock games. I think they play a, a late game. They hadn't decided what uh, time, I think, uh, they're going to play uh, the Panthers the last game and also the Eagles. Uh, there was another late game uh, they have. Of course, At San Francisco. That's right. And there was one other game, too, Jeff. I can't recall which one it was where the Saints are going to play uh, either – uh, uh, another seven o'clock game, or uh, do they have another Monday night game? I'm trying to recall. Can you see that uh, with regards to the schedule? I thought they had another game. Uh, they used to play on uh, Thanksgiving. Well, it's. I mean, it's on a couple of occasions they have, but it's not like a tradition. But they played the Rams a couple of Sunday nights. I mean, Falcons, uh, a couple of Thursday nights. Okay, well, that's what I'm thinking of. It wasn't a regular noon kickoff. They uh, play December 5th. I'm not sure if that's a Sunday or a Monday. That's a Monday. That's a Monday night game, and uh, that's against Tampa Bay in Tampa. And uh, apparently uh, 
A couple of games are still to be determined. Uh, the Falcons at Saints game on the 18th of December and also the Panthers at Saints game on January 8th. Okay, so uh, basically they do have a few more uh, uh, other than 12, uh, I guess other than 12 uh, kickoffs for the Saints. So um, anyway, um, we'll see how that uh, how that looks in the meantime. So uh, um, in the NFC South division, it's anybody's division who wants it. Saints still have opportunities, that, believe it or not, they're two games back. They do play Tampa Bay again over in Tampa Bay this time. Of course, the Saints in that game, uh, a couple of interceptions late in a pick six was it uh, was the outcome of that game as they got beat twenty to ten, I do believe, uh, as they go down to Tampa Bay and earlier in the season, and uh, it's been pretty much uh, downhill from there. Elsewhere, uh, NBA action. Uh, uh, tonight, uh, the Pels uh, uh, take on Memphis tonight. The Pelicans are seven and six. Uh, Memphis comes in nine and five and uh, playing pretty well. Um, so we'll see how that uh, looks. Uh, we'll keep a little eye on the Pels to see how they move forward this year. Of course, in the NCAA games we're talking about, the uh, Thursday night game uh, this week, uh, it's Tulane uh, entertain Southern Methodist. It's going to be a cold game in that stadium. Elsewhere, we got a couple Tuesday night games. Jeff, Ohio plays Ball State. Bowling Green uh, will journey to Toledo. Um, and we'll see uh, with that. Uh, the following night, Wednesday, got a, uh, some more games. Eastern Michigan at Kent State. Miami of Ohio at your Huskies at Northern Illinois. That's uh, a Wednesday night game. That's going to be on the CBS uh, Sports if you want to take that in. So, uh the Huskies at three and seven take on Miami, Ohio. That's four and six. Elsewhere on Wednesday night, Western Michigan uh, plays Central Michigan. Uh, seven o'clock uh, kickoff, and that game is going to be on ESPNU. Um, and uh, no Thursday night game. Strange. Usually they'd have a th- well Tulane and uh, Southern Miss, yes, but uh, I thought they'd have a couple more. Friday night uh, you've got uh, uh, two more games: South Florida at Tulsa, San Diego State at New Mexico, and of course. Uh, uh, is is this correct? Alabama's going to play Austin P. Uh, Good God. Saturday. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, LSU has a bit of a dog of a non-conference game. But yeah, they, they uh, play uh, UAB, I do believe. Yeah, uh, at eight. At uh, yeah, and uh, of course the Cajuns uh, journey to Tallahassee uh, to take on uh, Florida State. Uh, of course, it's eleven o'clock kickoff for us um, over in uh, Tallahassee uh, as they take on the Florida State. Uh, Seminoles, uh, they're seven and three. The Cajuns trying to get over that uh, hump of the 500 mark. They're five and five uh, with one game after uh, this weekend. They journey to Texas State to take on uh, that uh, conference game. So uh, elsewhere, uh, Illinois, uh, who, who got beat this past weekend, journeys up to Ann Harbor to take on Michigan. Uh, uh, 21st ranked uh, Illini uh, take on the third ranked uh, Michigan team. That's a uh, I was looking for uh, ranked teams playing each other. Um, and we got Georgia and Kentucky. Kentucky got beat by Vanderbilt last week. And I'm just not sure. Uh, it wasn't a route or anything. I think they lost late in the game as Vanderbilt, the Commodores, held on to beat uh, the Wildcats. But uh, Georgia 10-0. and And pretty much LSU is locked up to the Western Division, haven't they? In fact, they've already set a line. Oh, yeah, that's right. 16. Georgia right now favored by 16. 
And, you know, Brian Kelly, uh, Coach Kelly, in his comments yesterday to the media, said, said a couple of things that resonated with me, uh, okay. suggesting that these last two games are not uh, just games to, to get through the schedule. Uh, uh, he says, we got things to work on. You know, uh, obviously, you, you go into Arkansas, you think you're going to be maybe a little bit more dominating than they were, uh, which was not dominating at all. He says, we got work to do. We, we've got to develop yet um, before that Georgia game. So, no, we're, we're not uh, looking past uh, UAB. We're not looking past Texas A&M. Uh, we got work to do. And I appreciated those comments uh, because uh, it's it's a process, and they've been getting better uh, in theory uh, each and every game. It didn't show maybe at Arkansas, but uh, obviously uh, they have gotten better as the season's progressed in big wins uh, that they do have. Yeah, and uh, in the meantime, you know, LSU still has to take on the Aggies, I believe, over in uh, College Station, too, and that – you know, a and going to put up a fight. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, oh, man, that's been a nightmare. Oh. They, they, they were already talking about buyouts, and I saw a stat yesterday. I think uh, it was either 84 or $86 million would be the buyout if they cut him loose this year. Are you serious? Yeah. And he signed a 10-year deal back in five years ago, six maybe. And I, I'm not saying that they're thinking about uh, that, but – just someone uh, wanted, I guess, to speculate if they were to do so. I mean, it's not a given that they will, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the bigger disappointments in college football epic history. Now, two years ago, he had a pretty good team, and, uh, of course, this must be the out-of-conference weekend for the SEC schools as the uh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts travels to College Station to take on the Aggies this week. The Aggies is only a 33-and-a-half-point pick over the Massachusetts team. Uh, uh, I think they're the Minutemen, believe it or not, <laughs> up in that part of the country. Of course, uh, that's going to be on ESPN+, Plus. so you, if you don't want to watch the Aggies. It's such a bad game, it's not even on one of the normal networks. <laughs> that's right. that's, that's how right. bad it is. That's right. So, uh and the Massachusetts team comes in uh, at 130th in scoring. They average 14 a game, so uh, there are only 131 teams in uh, Division One. So they are, uh, of course, A&M only gives up. Uh, A&M only scores 21 and a half a game. They're 108th in the country. Uh, A&M's also 96th in total yards. They're uh, 68 in passing yards at 229 a game. They're also rushing yards at uh, 120, which is 103rd, and third down efficiency, that 33%. Uh, they're 111th at fourth down. They're 128th at 30. And time of possession, the uh, Aggies are 27 and a half minutes at 116th. So, uh, yeah, I think Jimbo's got some issues over offensively. And uh, You know, the, the one thing, he had such a great recruiting class. Oh, they hounded on that, yeah. And, and, if, and if they don't jump into the transfer portal, uh, he might be able to make an argument, hey, it was kind of a rebuilding year, but True. we've got these young, great recruits. Uh, let's see them develop. Give us, give us that opportunity. Yeah, even, you know, remember – the argument uh, Saban and uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher got into with uh, uh, the back and forth uh, uh, fight about uh, paying players and everything like that. Uh, Saban accused him of buying, uh, I guess, I don't know, through the NIL or whatever the condition may be. But the NIL didn't come into play until the summer. 
when that started to knock out teams. So uh, in the meantime. Uh, Neither can have a last laugh, though. No. Because, no. Uh, again, you know, it's a, it's a shame. Alabama has two losses and, you know, their season's over and that kind of an attitude. But uh, yeah, they still got to play Auburn. And uh, that's going to be a war as bad as Auburn is. But Auburn won last week. They beat A&M 13-10. to And so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, that game. So uh, Auburn and Alabama, because that's that's truly you throw out the records in that regard. And Auburn probably feels they can beat them. Uh, That's the thought process. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our next break. Uh, You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, November 15th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more and Coach Martin at 8 o'clock right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday morning, November 15th, as... uh, College sports, uh, last week we didn't uh, talk about this a little bit, but uh, college uh, high school seniors could sign scholarships uh, for spring sports uh, last week. This coming spring? Uh, No, meaning. 2023 spring? Yes. Well, 2024 spring. In other words, they'll enroll in college uh, uh, later on next year in 2020, September. So so I I, I saw that correctly then, and I thought, but 
they can't do it for fall football, but they can do it for spring baseball or softball. Well, they're going to have a signing period, an early signing period in December. I think it's the third Wednesday in December. And my, my point being, though, the football season's before those other seasons, yes. and yes. you'd think that signing period would be earlier than the other. Yeah, if they just weren't all at the same time. Yeah, uh, and a lot of schools end up signing in the majority of their class in football in December. I think it's the third Wednesday of the month in December. That uh, and that includes junior college kids along with uh, high school seniors. Uh, but you're right; uh, these kids uh, committing and signing uh, on the dotted line last week, and I'm not sure how long that period lasts. I know there's a cutoff period, I think, for They try and get it out of the way before the holidays. And and I think that's one of the reasons the early signing period is something where they can just get it behind them and uh, not have to worry about it over the holidays uh, through New Year's. It's just about two months anyway. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, the number one prospect in the country uh, coming out of high school is D.J. Wagner. And that name should be familiar with basketball fans. He, of course, is the number one ranked uh, senior committed to Kentucky uh, on Monday and choosing the Wildcats over in-state rival Louisville. And I'm pretty sure that's where Grandpa played. Wagner's commitment should give John Capillary his seventh and number one recruiting class since taking over in Lexington and one of his best ever. The intrigue, as I mentioned, Wagner is joined by three other top ten recruits per uh, rankings, including one of his high school teammates uh, in that regard. Uh, And uh, Wagner was the subject of an intense recruiting battle between Kentucky and Louisville with a strong ties to both programs. Of course, Capillary coached a Wagner's father, Dewan, at Memphis before he was the number six pick in the 2002 NBA draft. And Dewan famously scored 100 points in a game for Camden back in 2001. First year, uh, Louisville coach Kenny Payne played with Wagner's grandfather, Milt, on that uh, Louisville team of 86 that won the national championship. Milt went on to win the uh, 88 NBA title with the uh, Lakers. And uh, they're saying if Kentucky beats Michigan State tonight and Gonzaga on Saturday, Capillary could have the top-ranked team and the top-ranked recruiting class uh, simultaneously uh, in the country. So, uh, wow. Other recruiting news, uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony's son, Kayan, uh, was the number 62 recruit in the class of 25 and has received an offer from Syracuse. And uh, in the meantime, uh, elsewhere on, you know, we hadn't talked about it too much, Jeff, but the World Cup, uh, isn't it re- getting ready to kick off uh, pretty soon? If, if not the 20th, I know the USA uh, plays their first game the 21st, Monday. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. It's uh, Wales. Yes, uh the country of Wales in in the uh, in the Isle of Great Britain, uh, and tonight, you know, as we say, that got Kentucky and Michigan. If you like a college basketball, uh, pretty much uh, Kentucky uh, played on this court that they're playing on tonight, and that was the uh, end to their season last year. As Cinderella St. Peter's beat Kentucky last year in the NCAA tournament. Late game tonight, number seven Duke is at number six uh, Kansas. Of course, the Jayhawks. Bill Self uh, has been suspended for that game. Will miss the season's first matchup between ranked teams. And courts, Coach J, uh, Coach K is no longer at Duke, so they'll have a new head coach over there. As we mentioned a little earlier in the broadcast, the Grizzlies uh, will journey to New Orleans at the Smoothie King to take on the Pelicans at about a seven uh, uh, thirty tip-off. It's going to be on TNT, and that's at the Kings uh, elsewhere. 
uh, in sports. Of course, I talked about the high, uh, the college football games uh, being on the air tonight. Uh, they've got a few games uh, in that regard. Uh, just looking uh, at some other uh, interesting articles here. Uh, well, here's a great uh, story. All right. And uh, you, you talk about coming full circle. Uh, Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield, you, you've oh, heard of these two boxers. Oh, yeah. They're joining forces for a line of cannabis edibles that references the most infamous moment uh, of Tyson's career, if not even Holyfield's career, that, of course, the biting of the ear of Evander Holyfield. Uh, through his cannabis company, Tyson 2.0, Tyson is partnering with Holyfield for Holy Ears, an ear-shaped THC gummy. The name, of course, references uh, their rematch in 1997. The fight ended after the third round because Tyson bit Holyfield's left ear. Um, he said, if I was on cannabis, I would not have bit Holyfield's ear. Uh, so this isn't the first time that he has capitalized financially on that transgression. You may remember back in March, he released a line of ear-shaped cannabis gummies called Mike Bites. The 56-year-old has carved out... Uh, Fairly lucrative career following his retirement uh, in 2019. Uh, he estimated his Tyson Ranch sold around 500000 a month in marijuana-related products. Uh, and, of course, he's uh, done a couple of film appearances, and uh, Holyfield has not been able to garner that kind of charisma, I guess. Oh, wow. So, anyway, great story there where those two have found a way to profit from I'm biting the ear off a competitor. Yeah, and, you know, I remember that fight. I watched that fight uh, at a friend's house, and uh, when he bit when he bit Holyfield, you know, you saw Holyfield jumping up and down, you know, uh, and didn't know if he was excited about somebody. He spit his ear out. Just unbelievable uh, in that fight. And did it not once but twice. And the referee, you know, uh, uh, called the fight uh, after that. Uh, just an unbelievable event. And that happened, gee, what, almost 30 years ago, I guess. 97. Uh, yeah, 20, uh, 25 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Anyway, here's an interesting stat uh, for some of you trivia people. Uh, the Cardinals were underdogs against the Rams on Sunday. Okay. Um, anyway, but uh, the numbers. Cliff Kingsbury is the only coach in the Super Bowl era with a winning record as an underdog and a losing record as a favorite. He's 17-16-1 as an underdog. He's eleven and fourteen as a favorite. Strain, uh, just uh, just some strains. Uh, that suggest inconsistency. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. I'd say that uh, uh, pretty much uh, takes it. So uh, I saw another little uh, trivia bump here, and uh, with regards to uh, some of that, uh, but uh, here it is um, with regards to numbers again. Uh, uh, Justin Jefferson Sunday just had a heck of a game. It was his 20th game with 100-plus receiving yards, breaking a tie with two players for the most such games through three seasons. And uh, those two players, uh, one played for the same NFL team as Jefferson. The other went to the same university as Jefferson. And the answers to those questions, of course, the great Randy Moss was the other Viking that uh, had those 100-yard uh, games. And uh, OJB was the uh, Tiger that did that and earlier in his career. Of course, he's without a job right now, and I'm wondering uh, who's knocking on his he's door. He's not so much without a job. He just hasn't decided where he's going to go. Well, wants him, LA he's wants unemployed him. right now. 
He's not well, getting a check. He's he's eligible to come off the IR, or uh, he, he his doctors have released him, I believe. I think you're so, right about so that. So he, he's going to be somewhere, if not this Sunday, next Sunday. Yeah, somebody's going to take him. Uh, who? That's going to be. No, uh, it, let the bidding begin. Yeah. Oh, yes, and I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. And Jerry up. Jones has made it clear he'd uh, welcome him there. Again, the Rams would like him back. Buffalo. A bunch of teams have made it clear. No, he's going to have a job. It's 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 just a matter of who he chooses. Yeah, you wonder if even the Saints would put in a bid process for him with all their beat-up receivers, of course. Uh, not, not the way their season's going, though. Yeah. It's it's going to be a team that is fighting for a playoff spot. And and granted, you could make that argument for the Saints just two games back, but it's it's a, a long two games yeah, back. Yeah, oh, very much so, especially with some of the games there on their schedule. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our break and uh, get Coach Terry Martin of the Lowerville Tigers on the air to talk about his uh, playoff uh, game this coming Friday against St. James over there. And uh, we'll be back um, with more of Bayou Sports right after this. The athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Carter Tavern Monthly Bingo back this Thursday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot. Six others win a bar tab. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day every day other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU at no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Road, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports. And on the line with us is head football coach uh, Terry Morton of the Lowerville Tigers. Good morning, coach. And as always, welcome to the show. 
Good morning. Thank you all very much for having me on. Yeah, Coach, uh, of course, a big win last week for your team uh, over Vidalia, the Vikings. And uh, your your team came through with flying colors. Were you able to maybe get some uh, younger players into the game later on in the game to give them some uh, playoff experience, so to speak? Uh, yeah, it, 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 again, we uh, you know, we were fortunate. Uh, we started off real fast. Uh, I want to say uh, we might have scored maybe the second or third play of the game and, uh, you know, that stopped them on their first drive and then, you know, they, they punted and backed us up to, I want to say, maybe about our four, three or four-yard line and, and all reliable. You know, Evan Simon, he breaks off a 93, 94-yard touchdown run, and that kind of, I think, set the tone for the game. Uh, you know, he, he had a phenomenal night. I think he had 244 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, you know, so, you know, great individual performance by, by him. And uh, but, but once again, you know, at this time of the year, I think, you know, if you can play – Good defense, and if you can run the ball, you, you give yourself a chance. And so, you know, we, we seem to be kind of clicking right now. Uh, you know, again, they, they were a little down. Uh, we mentioned, you know, actually I think we had talked about it uh, last week, just their kicking game. They looked to really struggle in it. But they actually punted and kicked the ball better than, than what they had been doing on film. So, uh, you know, so again, we did play well. We gave up a, a late touchdown to them because we were kind of worried. We, we knew they had a little bit of speed at receiver, and the quarterback was a really good athlete. And, uh, and then they hit us on a long ball kind of late in the game. But overall, you know, again, uh, first playoff win, you know, you got to be happy with that. Uh, but, you know, as soon as, as that was finished, you know, we uploaded the film and then we, we got the, the exchange from, uh, from St. James. And, you know, oof, everything gets really, really serious now because when I tell you, uh, you know, a, an extremely talented team coming up. So, you know, we definitely have our work cut out, uh, cut out for us this week. You know, you know, Coach, uh, here again, uh, some of our local teams uh, in the classifications uh, with regards to it looked like they're playing up a little bit. And, uh, St. James, uh, a fine AAA school, too, uh, get caught up in the select, non-select, and uh, uh, they've been uh, moved down from a AAA school to uh, down to AA. So, uh, and a team, as you mentioned, very talented, too. And then, again, that, that's the thing that I, you know, that I think that had some people kind of concerned when, when all this came out is that, you know, you're going to have some of the, you know, the lower-level schools going to have to play some of those, those lower-level, higher-classification schools. You know, and, and uh, you know, when you look at it, I think there are, you know, maybe at least four schools that, that played 3A all year long, you know, been, been a traditionally 3A team that got bumped down to, to schools that, you know, of our side. And, uh, you know, when you talk, you're talking about some heavyweights now. You know, Union's in there. Yep. Sterlington won the state championship last year in 3A, uh, you know, is in that bracket. And St. James, again, they have always, always been, uh, you know, I got a lot of history with them, even back to when I was an assistant. Uh, you know, we had some really good teams at Bro Bridge. Uh, you know, one, one in 97, went 10-0, and, and ended up meeting them in the quarters. And, and you know, again, they had some phenomenal players. Uh, guys like, you know, Chad Jasmine uh, went to Clemson. I'm sure everybody remembers Corey Webster, you know, played at LSU and played with the New York Giants. You know, he was the quarterback when we played him. Uh, so, so just some really talented teams. They've always been uh, really good. And uh, like I said, two or three times uh, early in my career, ended up playing them. And it, it looks like it's the same kids, you know, the same type of kids. They, uh, they have a... a an LSU commitment at receiver who's, uh, who, who'll, be, you know, who'll be the fastest guy we've seen all year. He's won the 100-meter uh, state championship the last couple of years. And uh, then they have a running back, you know, who's about, I want to say about 185 pounds, who looks just as fast as he is. He's got an offer from Mississippi State. And uh, then the quarterback can really throw the ball well. 
And when he pulls it down and runs, he's even scarier. So, uh, you know, just a tremendously talented team, uh, really big. Their defensive front, you know, of course they're going to be really athletic in the secondary, but they're, they're in their front seven. Uh, defensive linemen and linebackers got really good size and strength and, and move well. So they are obviously an upper echelon 3A team. And, uh, you know, they just because of their enrollment, because of the way that they, they just went with a straight 25%, you know, split of all the schools in Louisiana, it bumps them down in, into this division. So, you know, it, it, the top part of this bracket is extremely, extremely talented. So we knew, you know, at some point we'd end up playing a team like that. So, you know, we, we just try to figure out what we, what can we do that may work against them. And, uh, and just step up to the challenge. You know, there's a lot of things in your life that don't go the way you want it to. So, and I tell the kids that all the time. You know, we go, we're going to just try to prepare this week, and then we're going to go over there and give it our best shot. You know, uh, based on your score this past Friday night, St. James has maybe had two weeks to prepare, uh, predicting that you guys, uh, uh, if they were going to prepare for one team over the other, it was probably you. How much of an advantage do you think that bye week is for them? Uh, I mean, again, you know, if they had guys who are hurt, uh, you know, and I've always looked at it a couple of different ways because we've ended up with buys at different times. Uh, it just, you know, where I've coached different places. And, you know, yes, it is a week to get to maybe heal up a little bit, but, but you're always kind of concerned where you lose your rhythm on offense. You know, if, if you're playing well, you know, that, that not playing for a week kind of always concerned me. And the other thing that makes it difficult is, you know, if the kids know they don't have a game, they're really not in the mood to practice. You know, and, and just talking, I, you know, I've, I actually got together with several of my coaching friends uh, this past weekend. A, b- a bunch of guys that coach at different schools. Uh, we kind of had well, one of the wives had a birthday party, so you know, it was, it was really a room full of football coaches. And uh, and just you know, some of them have buys, and and that's what they were talking about. You know, just just it's so hard, you know, uh, to have the kids show up. You know, or, or that they they take that time to well, let me go. You know, let me go maybe to a Saints game, or let me go to you know, go do something. And, and uh, you know, so you always got to kind of deal with that. But but I don't think it probably affected them that way at all. Uh, with, with the way that huddle is today, you know, with all the online film exchange, you have to almost assume that people are going to have some. They're going to have a good bit of your film because you know guys network. Uh, you know, and, and they have friends at other schools, and and that's one of the things you know that kind of sometimes gets kind of shady in high school. Is you know if, if people will share your film with with their friends. You know, a film that maybe you don't want to be shared with other people. And, and so, you know, we're always kind of going in knowing that they probably have film. You know, and, and again, it goes both ways. You know, a lot of times we get film you know, on other schools. So I'm sure, you know, they've kind of looked at what we do. And, uh, you know, but again, just, you know, uh, a, a, a very well-coached team. Uh, you know, just ultra-talented, but also well-coached. And, uh, you know, just it's such a great tradition. We know they're going to have a, a probably a huge crowd. Uh, they've always had a really good following with their fans. But, but again, at the same time, it's kind of what, what makes high school football in Louisiana special. You know, I'm, I've been trying to tell my kids, you know, that they have, you know, great tradition. It's going to be a great atmosphere. So, you know, why not enjoy it? You know, we're just going to, you know, we're just glad we're playing another week and, and uh, we get to play football one more time for sure. And, uh, and so we're just going to go out there and enjoy it. And, Coach, you know, they wear those Michigan helmets, too, with uh, the three stripes in the front of Well, wall. man, look, i got to be honest with you. When, when, uh, when, when I put the, the first film of their home games, because they actually wear some, uh, they actually had one game in all white uniforms with white helmets. But when I put that film on and saw those stripes on the helmets, 
I, I had some pretty bad flashbacks <laughs> to, to, to those brokerage days, and, and I, you know, because man, they were just so good back then. Uh, and and, uh, and again, not not just not just what well, I remember uh, in those days, Cecilia. Uh, before I went back to Cecilia, I had had some games against them, and it, again, I, I just remember uh, Coach Wagaspak using the term. You know, we ran into a buzzsaw. You know, we were yeah. playing really, really well. And uh, actually, uh, that that great run that Cecilia had when they won the state championship, yeah. they ended up beating St. James seven to six. And uh, and I actually, well, I was at the owner staff at Brobridge, but I remember they had four stops in like inside the one yard line to wow. win that Cecilia did. St. James was inside the one, and they stopped them four downs and ended up winning seven six. So was that know, there's the, a lot of familiarity. Was that the team with Jamaican Dortes and uh, Gidry, uh, Corey actually, Gidry? No. Uh, actually, no. Uh, Jamaican graduated the year before. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, that's phenomenal of a player. You know, and again, I'll, I'll still say Jamaican Dartez is one of the best football players to ever, ever come out of the whole Acadiana area. Uh-huh. Uh, his senior year, they lost, and I, I saw that game, uh, 21-20 to Amy. Uh, so, so Jamaican went two of his uh, years. They, they played in the Dome. Uh-huh. His senior year, they lost to Amy 21-20 in the semis. The following year, which was supposed to be their least talented team, 95 is when Cecilia won the state championship. Was that when Singleton was on that team? Singleton was actually with Jamaican, too. Oh, so wow. So Singleton would have graduated, yeah. And another little story people don't realize, uh, Edward Singleton's son is Dylan, our defensive lineman that got hurt against Catholic High. Really? That, uh, I did that, hear that, that. I did hear that somewhere. Yes. And, you know, so you know, that's why you know Dylan's a really big kid. Actually, looks a lot like his daddy. Uh, he does look a lot like him. He, uh, but uh, Ed was, was actually probably more fluid. He was more of a, uh, of a defensive end. He actually played fullback and tight end for him. And I don't know if you remember this. He signed with LSU yes. uh, out of high school. Yes. But, uh, you know, again, that, that's some talented teams. Because Anthony Clement, who was an offensive lineman, played at USL. That's right. But he played with the Jets and with the Cardinals. That's right. Uh, you know, so you want to talk about some talent. You know, again, along with Jamaican and then and, and Jack Williams, who went to Southern. You know, they, they had some really talented teams back then. But, again, always running into that St. James team. So, uh, you know, just a lot of history involved yeah. in, in this game. Coach, when we spoke Saturday morning, uh, you didn't have uh, complete game uh, information for fans who might make the trip. Uh, have you picked up anything since? Yeah, and this is pretty. Uh, it's a, a big change, actually. Uh, when when we when we went to discuss tickets, they don't do paper tickets at all. They don't sell tickets at the gate at all. Everything is online. Uh, you have to have like a QR code, you know, that you scan with your phone, and it takes you to a, a site where you actually have to purchase the tickets online. So I was able to put it out uh, on my parents' team app, and uh, our administration put it on Facebook, and you know, I sent it to the kids and uh, try to get it out there because they don't sell tickets to the gate. Uh, you, you have to get everything in advance, and I, I, you walk in and you show it to them on your phone. Uh, or I guess you could print it if you have a printer at home. So uh, they, they are $12, but everything has to be bought in advance. They will not sell any tickets at the gate, but they are $12. Gotcha. Pretty big facility over there, plenty of room for your people. Oh, definitely. They, they, uh, actually, St. James Parish, athletically, is really one of the better areas in the state. They, they, uh, they seem to have uh, to be very well off financially. Their facilities are, are really phenomenal, you know, because you know, Lutch is not far from there. Uh, first-class stadiums, turf fields, you know, everything is, is, is first-class, and, uh, you know, they, they, they got a lot of good things in that parish. So I think, you know, you know I told our kids we're in for a treat. You know, it's a really nice feel. Uh, 
you know, the kids always, you know, they love to wear, because it's a little different from what they've done in the past. They love to wear uh, their white-on-white uh, uniforms. You know, at home we wear black-on-black, obviously. But then I'm always real concerned because we just spent, you know, all that money on brand-new uniforms. I don't want to get those pants destroyed, you know, if you play on a field where it's real floppy. So I, I told the kids, I said, well, look, y'all can finally, you know, we can wear our white pants because, you know, they have some really, it's a really nice turf field, and uh, just the whole facility looks to be really nice. So, you know, we're looking forward to that trip. Real good. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us as always, and uh, no matter what, we'll look forward to talking to you again on Saturday morning. Sounds good. Thank you all for having me on. All right, Coach. Good luck to you. Take care. Appreciate it. Coach Terry Martin, as always. Yes, yes. Uh, boy, the, uh, and St. James, I think, is a, one of the parishes that St. James High School is the only high school in the parish. Probably. It's, it's not real big, and... You know, we talked about um, the the fact that they've got a little money. They've got such a great industry base there. Yeah. Might be killing the, the the residents there, the Cancer Alley <laughs> aspect. But but it's a nice tax base. Yeah, they have a, a really do. And uh, I know just recently, I think they uh, built a new school and all. So uh, anyway, today in sports history, November fifteenth uh, in nineteen oh one, the sixth Iron Bowl. Of course, Auburn beats Alabama seventeen to nothing. And uh, they play for another six, seven years. Then they cancel their uh, uh, rivalry in 1908. They don't play. And they don't play again until 40 years later when uh, Auburn and Alabama finally get together again. And uh, Alabama beats Auburn 55 nothing. But the key, uh, they never played in Auburn until 1989. They always played the uh, rivalry game, the Iron Bowl game in Legion Field. And they didn't start playing in Tuscaloosa until uh, 2000 in that game. So uh, I know Bear Bryant said he never wanted to go to Auburn to play a game. They had a small stadium, blah, 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 this. And finally they uh, got back together, and uh, that'll be a big game for Coach Saban in a couple weeks. In 1901, the same year, James Jeffrey TKO's Gus Rulin in the sixth for the heavyweight boxing championship in San Francisco. 1946, Ted Williams is the AL MVP, leads the Red Sox to their first World Series. They didn't win it. The Cards beat them. But in 28 years, the Red Sox hadn't uh, played in a World Series. 1951, the Yankees' Gil McDougal wins the AL Rookie of the Year. He's their shortstop for another five or six years until Tony Kubek takes over. 1960, Elgin Baylor of the Lakers scores 71 points against the Knicks in one of the highest-scoring games uh, ever for an individual in NBA history. 1961, Roger Maris voted the AL MVP for the second year in a row. 1967, Carl Yastrzemski was the AL MVP. He also won the Triple Crown that year uh, for the, himself. 1968, the first date in the controversial, Jim Bouton, Baseball Diary, Ball Four. And uh, boy, if you ever get a chance to read that book, you find out a lot about baseball with uh, the Greenies and everything else. And that's a pill not a team. Elsewhere in 1970, Paul Brown as head coach of the expansion Cincinnati Bengals defeats his former team, the Cleveland Browns, in a moment he calls his greatest victory. Of course, they, Paul Brown basically was run out of Cleveland when Art Modell, I think, bought the team. Uh, Art Modell was an advertising executive in New York and ended up, and ended up moving <laughs> the uh, Indians uh, uh, in that regard, or Cleveland uh, in that regard. Anyway, um, 1972, Dick Allen wins the AL MVP. Of course, Dick Allen, uh, don't call me Richie, uh, was a fine ball player in the Major League Baseball. We'll talk a little bit about him later. 2018, LeBron James passes Wilt Chamberlain for fifth on the all-time NBA scoring list with 44 points against uh, 
for the Lakers in a victory. In 2020, the 84 Masters Golf Tournament uh, was played at Augusta National Country Club, and Dustin Johnson fires a total of minus 20 to win his first Masters title and by five strokes. And the reason I bring this up, that's the first time the Masters was ever played outside of April in uh, golfing history. Uh, deaths on this day want to bring it up because Joe Nuxall was a baseball pitcher who died uh, on this date in 2007. He was the youngest major league player ever at 15 years, 316 days. He died at 79 years of age. I remember when he played back in the 60s with the Reds. So anyway, quote of the day, uh, Dick, don't call me Richie. And he quoted as saying, if a horse won't eat it, I don't want to play on it. I'll play first, third, left, but anywhere, but not in Philadelphia. <laughs> Richie Allen, Dick Allen, tried to get his autograph one night at the Astrodome. And he told me, get lost, kid. There you go. <laughs> Although uh, Comiskey Park had artificial turf in the infield for a few years. That's right. That he would have played on. He didn't play with short pants, did he? No, no, he was gone by then. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Bill Vec putting them short pants on. I remember Carlton Fitz wearing new short pants. Yeah. Anyway, that's today in sports history, November 15th, Jeff. Go ahead. All right. Uh, as always, thank our guests, uh, Terry Martin from Lauraville, just a moment ago. And we thank our sponsors. Uh, today's show brought to you in part by the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Headache and Pain Center, as well as Schwing Insurance and L.A. Classic Roofing, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, district number 49. As always, appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.